don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Well, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. What did you come here to do this morning? Did you come here to worship the Lord? That's what I came to do. Amen. Amen. He is worthy. He is worthy to be worshipped. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He's still worthy to be worshipped. Whether your neighbor's worshipping the Lord, it don't matter. Whether you're anybody over here is worshipping the Lord, it don't matter. It's between you and the Lord. And you ought to give Him praise and glory and thanksgiving for all that He's done for us. Amen. Amen. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I'm excited about the things that he's doing. And I just, I'm excited. But if you'll hang with me for just a few minutes, y'all can be seated. But you can worship however you want to. If you want to stand up and worship. Amen. I kind of got a a heavy story this morning, um, but talking about blind Bartimaeus um, and how that that here he was, you know, Jesus was headed into Jericho and, and blind Bartimaeus was there by the wayside begging. And think about how many times in your life and in your situation right this minute, how many times have you thought, I just don't see a way. I just don't know how God's going to do this. I just don't see how this is all going to work out. Have you ever been there or maybe you're in that situation right now like, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> struggle with talking about this, but through the help of the Lord, we'll get through it. But, um, and as I was thinking about being blind, and, and you know, and there's situations all the time that, that you go through, and you're like, Lord, I just don't, I don't, I just don't see this. But I was thinking probably the darkest time thus far and I, that I've been through, I would probably say was, um, just like you, Joan, January the 9th. My darkest time was probably January 11th. And um, it was it was 11.33 whenever I got the phone call. Um, and it was my dad's number. Come up. Um, and mom said, get down here. It's your dad. And... Um, and I can remember, I just run outside. I had on Dad's um, pajama pants because Isaiah had worn them up to the house a few nights before. And I just took off running, and we jumped in um, Isaiah's truck because I guess he must have been parked behind one of our vehicles. And, and I just, we just took off down there, and I remember Christy was like, slow down, Lee, slow down. And, um, and I remember we, I was just getting down there as fast as I could, and... Um, and I run in, and you know, and Dad, um, 
was on the bed, and, um, and I just immediately started CPR. Um, and mom was on the phone with 911, and it was just, you know, it was just, um, we were just in shock, you know, really. And we were just, just trying to, you know, we just trying to do everything that we could. And, um, and I remember, you know, um, working on him, waiting on the paramedics. Tori came up. She helped me do CPR. And, and I remember I was just begging God, like, Lord, please, God, please. And, um, but I knew in my spirit, it was just like he was saying no, no. And I just didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it, you know. And, and finally the paramedics get there. And, um, and then we, somebody drove us in mom's car to, to the hospital and there to Nova North, you know, we were there and we were in the emergency room and we were waiting on the ambulance to get there. And, um, and then we were in the family room back there as they were, as he got there, they told us to come back there and we were sitting and waiting and, and then the doctor come in and, and then he gave us the news said he's gone we done all that we could and um and i remember and johnny looking she said this can't be real this just can't this can't be happening and um and i i mean it was just like a gut shot i mean if you've ever been in a fight and you get hit in the, the stomach i mean it just takes the wind out from under you you know you just you can't breathe and um and I remember just in that moment and in that, like, God, I don't, I don't see what you're doing. You know, I just, I couldn't even see, you know, and I was, you know, for me, I was just like, man, I just don't see where our family is going to be in a year from now without dad. Um, I just couldn't see what the future looked like. And um, and I remember just in that and thinking about, man, I just don't know because for those of you that don't know, my dad was, you know, I built a house right behind my parents and lived there, you know, my whole life. My dad was, you know, I worked for him, worked with him for 20-something years. And then he was my pastor, he was my friend, he was my counselor. He was the one that you went to when you said, what should I do about this, you know, and what do we need to do? And, and just in all, so sudden, my whole life just got turned upside down in a moment. And I couldn't see. And I remember not some elegant prayer, not some big theatrical prayer but I was just like Jesus you've got to help me you've got to help and in that you know just knowing not how the future looked and um, and I remember you know just my focus from that point on was, you know, taking care of my family, making sure mom was okay, making sure 
we were going to be okay financially, you know, because um, you got to work. And, and in that, and, and just how blinded that we were. Not even thinking about the church, you know. Um, you know, the church, I know y'all were blinded. I know I was blinded, but, you know, my, at that time, my focus was my family and, and that. And I remember, you know, at the church here, y'all didn't know what the future looked like. You didn't know what would entail a year. You know, what did, what did it look like? And being blinded in that. And so, thinking about those things, how that we were so blind to the future. How that we were so blind to what God would be doing in our lives later on. Just in that moment, being blind. And you know, although you know, we may not be physically blind, sometimes we're just spiritually blind and sometimes we're just blind because the things that God has for us you know we just know in part you know and um, we just see through the glass dimly you know and so we can't see the big plan that God has but um, 2 Corinthians four seventeen and 18 says for our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look at the things which are seen. But of the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Second Corinthians 5.7 says. For we walk by faith and not by sight. As a child of God we can't walk by the things that we see. The Bible says that hearing comes by the word of God. That faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so that us as if we want to be a people of faith, we can't go by what we see in front of us. We go by what we hear the Father say. Although that the news reports and all these things that might be coming from ABC, CNN, Fox, all of those things, C-SPAN, although we get negativity and we get to hear all this stuff, that is not the church's news source. Our news source comes from the throne of glory. And that's where we turn our ears and we listen to what thus saith the Lord for the church. Because we can't go by what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't matter what we see. It's what we know within us. We know what God has prepared for those that love Him. We know that um, no good thing will He withhold from those that diligently seek Him. We know that He has a purpose for us. And that He has a plan for each and every one of our lives. So we don't walk by what we see. Um, the, the Bible defines faith in Hebrews 11, 11, 1. It says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, not, of things not seen. The substance of things hoped. That is concrete. That is something that you can hold on to. The substance of things hoped for. Knowing that it's going to happen. Although I don't see it, I know that it's going to happen. And so... Faith is not what you see. Look at Mark 11, the story of Jesus and the fig tree. How that he, was, he got hungry and he seen a fig tree afar off. And what did he do? He walked over there 
and there was nothing on it. And he cursed that fig tree. Well, then, and um, we see that when Peter, the next day as they was coming back, he said, Master, look, it had died. But in that moment, when Jesus cursed it, it didn't change. It hadn't changed at all. On the outward appearances, all those things was the same. But what they couldn't see was that internally the roots were drying up. And in that moment, they probably thought his prayers weren't heard. The thing that you might be going through, the thing that, that might be there that you're praying about, you might not be able to see, but God is working behind the scenes. God is doing something that you can't see. It's just a matter of time before it happens. Um, thinking about, Jesus said, have faith in God. I like what Jesus said in Matthew 21. 21 and 22, it says, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but you shall also say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Believing and you shall receive. The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Um, so if you aren't exercising your faith, then you aren't pleasing God. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 5, where David was anointed as the king. The Philistines come up against him and that they were, they were going to overtake David. They wanted to kill David. And David inquired of the Lord. But what does it say? That, that was the first time. Then they come back a second time. And David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, when you hear in the mulberry tree. David, he's seen the army coming. But he had to wait and listen for what the Lord told him to do. And that's what we have to do. We have to listen to what God has for us to do. Elijah, chapter 17 and 18. In Kings, there was a drought. But what did he tell Ahab? I hear an abundance of rain. <laughs> In the midst of a drought, he said, I hear an abundance of rain. And he tells his servant, go and look. And he, what did he do? He went seven times. And on the seventh time, what did he do? He saw the hand of God coming up, bringing the rain. I'm telling you, you might be here and you might be in a dry place spiritually. You might be in that place. Let me tell you, he, in Isaiah 43, it talks about streams in deserts. That he brings rivers in the desert. You just got to tap into it. It's there. It's available. It's just like the water tables. As my dad was explaining to me about wells and how that water tables are under the earth and how that's like little rivers that run through even up mountains and, and all these places. You just have to, to find them and tap into it. And it's there. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it'll be open. So we don't go by what we see. We go by what we hear from God. Um, Matthew 4 and 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we can't live by bread alone. That's something that we see but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We walk 
according to God's word and what we hear. Um, but back to Bartimaeus. He was blind. He was blind physically. It doesn't say how long he was. We know it's Bartimaeus because in um, Mark chapter 10, he tells us his name. And, um, and here in Luke, it just gives us a little bit more details about how that the crowd was coming in. And how that um, as he heard a crowd coming, he said, he was asking, what's going on? You know, what, what's up? I hear noise. And um, somebody said, Jesus of Nazareth. But what does it say that Bartimaeus, as Jesus approached, he said, Son of David, have mercy upon me. And then those that were, were ahead of Jesus, in which that is a message in itself, Instead of walking with him or behind him, they were ahead of him. How many times do we do that in our life? How many times do we get ahead of God whenever we should just be still and know that I am God and wait upon him? But as they was, <clears throat> as they was walking and as they went ahead, they heard Bartimaeus say, Son of David, have mercy upon me. And what they do? They rebuked him. Don't ever let anybody stand between you and your praise to the Lord. They didn't die on no cross for you. They didn't redeem you from hell. They didn't save you from that. If they don't like it, they can move on. Just, just move out of the way while I dance, while I run, while I praise the Lord. And, um, and thinking about that, how that, that he was there and what did it do it said that he cried so much the louder son of david have mercy on me that's what he said he was desperate to be healed by god he was desperate and he knew that jesus could here we have somebody that says it's jesus of nazareth probably somebody that just knew about god there's a difference in knowing God and then knowing about Him. You can read all you want, but until you're in the battle, until you're in the ditches, until you're in the trenches with Him, until He's walking with you day and night, that's when you get to know the real Jesus that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way, even to the end. Although the world may turn their back on you, although family may turn their back on you, no matter what happens, it's Jesus that's there. He's the one. And he's the one that we ought to praise. He's the one that we ought to lift up. He's the one that we ought to adore. But I'm telling you, there's a vast difference when somebody knows him and they know about him. Their relationship is different. Their love is different. Amen. 
When you truly know him, you have love for one another. You love the brethren. You love those that's been cast down, those that's been put out, those that's been hurt, those that look a little bit different than you, those that might not dress like you. It don't matter how they dress. I'm telling you, they're a child of God, and he loves them, and he's looking for people like that. I'm glad he hangs out with sinners. I'm glad that he loves people like me that aren't perfect, that don't have it all together. I'm Because he's the one that holds me together. Amen. But notice that he wasn't going to be silent. He wasn't going to let people keep him silent. And we don't need to let people keep our silent. On your job, wherever that you're at, proclaim the name of Jesus. There's ways. He'll give you ways that you can do that. He'll make paths. He'll make all those things available where you can share the love of God. And it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily preach at people. You can just live a life of holiness right before them. And then they can see that. And so he didn't let the critics keep him quiet. He, so much the more. But um, I'm thinking back to to the early part of 2017 how that everything in our world was just upside down everything and and how everything here at the church was upside down how that all these things that had happened made everything just upside down but you know what I was thinking because um, I sure didn't know the plans of God and I sure can't act like I know him now. You know, I just walk by faith and not by sight. I just lean on him. Um, but how that we knew what to do. I know our family. We exercised what we knew would work. And faith. We were here that Sunday morning. I was here, I took my place right here at this keyboard and I played because I knew that's what worked. I knew that sometimes you got to go back to what you know works. And, um, and I'm telling you, you know, I miss my dad every day. And just like Joan misses Audra every day. Just like all of you that's lost loved ones in here, you miss your loved ones every day but <clears throat> isn't it great to know that this isn't the end that this isn't you know it's just I'm going to see you a little bit later you've just went on ahead of me preparing the way for me and that I have that blessed hope and I don't sorrow as others that have no hope because I know that soon and very soon King Jesus is coming and with him I'll see him in the clouds he's not coming all the way back to the earth that time he's coming to call his children and, the, and we're going to meet them in the air and then what a reunion that we will have with our loved ones and what joy that will be and thinking about that <clears throat> how that the things that that we see you know what do you see this morning what is going on in your world, in your life. We all 
have those moments that I just talked about in my life. And I know everybody here has those dark moments. But we are walking by faith in what we hear from heaven. You might have <clears throat> seen a doctor's report that says that you're terminally ill, that something's going to happen. What does Isaiah 53 say? It says, by your stripes we are healed. James 5 says, is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Your job. My lost your job. So I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. You've lost a friend. Said, I'll never leave you. I'll go with you all the way to the end. I'll never forsake you. Lost a loved one. Jesus said that he is the resurrection, the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Everything that the enemy can throw at you, we can combat with the word of God. And that's what we have to do. Though armies rise against me. Psalms 27 says, For whom shall I fear? The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? Though armies rise up, though, though they encamp against me, I will not fear. I will trust in the Lord. We can't walk by what we see. We walk by what we hear from the Word of God and what we hear from Him and through the Holy Spirit as He speaks. How many times have you been in a situation and it looked hopeless and God just whispers, I'm going to take care of this. I've got this. It's going to be okay. You might be <clears throat> battling things in your mind. The Bible says that, says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, taking things captive, vain imaginations, casting them out. Whatever you're going through, God's word has the answer. He has the answer. But what about you? What do you see? Do you have faith in Christ? Ephesians 2.18 says, For by grace are we saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. That's the first step in faith, is trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because if you don't have Him as your Savior, then you split hell wide open. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how long you've been going to church. It doesn't matter how long you've... Set in there, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you're lost, dying, and going to hell. It doesn't matter. You can have been a deacon, you know, sung up here, played the piano, preached, all those things. What did he say? He said, many in that day will come unto me. In thy name saying, I cast out demons, I prophesied in thy name. I've done all these things. And then he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. So make sure that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you'll spend eternity. Make sure that you know that you're trusting in the one that never fails. Because he's the one that holds it all together when life just goes falling apart. So as Lisa and, <clears throat> or as Isaiah and 
Caleb come with a song? You know, <clears throat> thinking about faith and, and believing. You know, I've seen God do a great work in Isaiah. And, um, and I just pray that the Lord will just continue, you know, as you start, <clears throat> you know, just pray that the Lord will, that he'll keep that relationship with him because that's the main thing because you know the world the devil you rise up then the devil he comes and he starts trying to attack <clears throat> but I'll tell you Christy was that not one of our prayers in January <laughs> that our boys would grow closer and deeper with the Lord and what have we got to see in our house what do we get to hear at night we get to hear Isaac listening to sermons and, and playing a guitar and banging on the piano, trying to sing songs for the Lord and trying to, to worship him. And, and then I get to see Isaiah, you know, talking about reading the Bible and what he's read here and all these things. And that's just, a, it's not anything that they did or that we did, but it's just an answer to prayer. It's about stepping out and believing. It was when we started fasting, we started praying, and God said, yeah, these people are serious about their children. They're serious about some things. And so I'm telling you, church, we need to get serious about some things in our lives. If we want to see God answer, we've got to sacrifice some things. We've got to give up some things. We've got to do some things. We've got to get out. Of our comfort zone. That's what, look at blind Bartimaeus. Did he not get out of his comfort zone? He didn't want to be blind anymore. Jesus said, what would thou have me to do? And he said that he wanted to receive his sight back. But he could have just sat over there and said, yeah, let's just let Jesus pass by. Well, I'm telling you, he's passing by this morning. And all you got to do is just reach out and grab a hold of him. And he'll grab a hold of you and he won't ever let you go. I'm telling you, that's what you got to do. That's, and I'm telling you, I've seen God move in such a mighty way through our fast, through all these things that just people by prayer and just by reaching out to the Lord and not giving up. How many of y'all here have seen some, God do something because you got serious about it and you started praying? Can you lift up your hand? Yeah. Yeah, you ought to praise Him for that. You ought to praise Him. You ought to look back and see where, he, where that situation, where it come from and where He's got you now. Because he's worthy. Let's stand. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. He's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be praised. If you're here this morning and you're blind and you can't see, I'm telling you, Jesus can open your eyes. You know, I love the story about Elisha. I know I'm getting a little bit long-winded, but I'm excited <clears throat> about God. What he's done, I'm thinking about Elisha. And how that Gehazi, that how that the Syrian army had surrounded them and had encamped about them and had went around them, and that there they were, they were down there, and Gehazi walked out, and Gehazi he looked around and what did he see? He just saw the Syrian army had encamped all about them and was surrounding them. But then what did Elisha say? He said, "Lord, let him see." Take off, let his eyes see. And what did he see? He saw chariots and horses of fire that were surrounding him. I'm telling you, sometimes we can't see things spiritually because we've got our eyes closed. But God will open our eyes if we'll ask him. Don't leave here not knowing Jesus, not having a relationship with him.
Don't leave here. Faith can move mountains. It can do anything. If we'll exercise it, if we'll exercise our faith, 